So you're sitting in traffic on I-10, tired of your long work day, and you're dreading cooking dinner for the family. So where's the place you should think of? Oceana Grill. And get ready to indulge your palate with the flavor it deserves. From blackened bayou duck to our signature barbecue shrimp, we know how to get you asking for more. Whether it's sitting outside or in our courtyard or kicking back at one of our indoor, unique, vibrant dining rooms, Oceana can make you feel right at home with our friendly staff and our naturally New Orleans cuisine. Oceana Grill, 739 Conti, in the heart of the fun, 8 a.m. to 1 a.m. daily. We know what you're missing in your kitchen. Oceana Grill. Good afternoon and welcome to another edition of Inside New Orleans. I'm your host, Eric Asher, 106.1 FM Nash Icon on your radio dial, taking you home each and every weekday afternoon, 4 to 6. Thanks so much for being there. Of course, the iHeartRadio app, TuneIn Radio app, our digital platforms. Free download for you on your smartphone or tablet, and also you can listen to the podcast there because our podcast is everywhere 
anchors our home base from your favorite podcasting platform. Nash FM 106.1 and ericasher.com on the World Wide Web. At Eric underscore Asher on Twitter, Eric Asher on Facebook, Inside New Orleans Show on Instagram, our social media platforms. And today on the program, going to be joined by Glenn Gilbo of Outkick.com. He'll be coming up around 4.35 this afternoon. And then it'll be Ross Jackson of uh, Locked on Saints podcast and also Saints Wire, part of USA Today. Uh, he'll join us at 5.15 this afternoon. We'll talk some Saints with him. This week on the award-winning Inside New Orleans Sports, 106.1 FM and Crescent City Sports uh, own Kenny Trahan will join us on the show. Looking forward to having Ken back on the program. That's this Thursday at 1 o'clock with our live broadcast on WLAE-TV. Also live streaming on the WLAE-TV YouTube page. And then come the rebroadcast for you. 6 p.m. on LAE every Thursday night. 10 o'clock on the Deuce, WLAE-TV 2. Friday night, 9 o'clock, Pelican Sports Television. 10 o'clock on WLAE. Saturday morning at 2 a.m. on the Deuce. Saturday afternoon at 5 p.m. on Pelican Sports Television. Always on our social media platforms, always at ericasher.com, and always on the WLA-TV YouTube page. So a lot to get into. Of course, we're preparing for the uh, Pels, getting ready to uh, take on the San Antonio Spurs on, um, on, on Wednesday, tomorrow night, in the Smoothie King Center. It's an 8.30 tip. We found out from Willie Green today that Brandon Ingram will be ready to play, but Zion Williamson will not. So he is not going to play. The word is that maybe if they get to the uh, Phoenix Suns series, which would mean they'd have to win on Wednesday here in New Orleans, and then they travel to either Los Angeles or Minnesota, depending on what happens tonight in that play-in game, uh, then then maybe Zion would, would get an opportunity to be able to play. We'll talk more about that in hour number two um, when um, – when we get an opportunity to be able to have that open segment at around 5.35. But right now, let's talk a little bit about the Saints. And all quiet on airline drive right now, really since the trade with Philadelphia. That netted, what, the Saints 16, uh, picks 16 and 19 in this year's uh, draft, two first-round picks, four picks now in the top 50. Um, and you've got um, actually three picks in the top 50, four picks in the top 100. So it sure appears, at least right now, with just a couple of weeks uh, away from free uh, from the uh, from the draft, that free agency has been shut down. And then when you look back on free agency, especially after you know when you look at the, the, the situation right now, there's been no splash at all when it comes to the Saints and free agency. Not not really at all. They've re-signed their own. They've picked up inexpensive pieces. But definitely, again, nothing that is roster-shaking, right, in terms of signing, at least as of yet, at least as of yet. Matter of fact, I can argue, again, that the Saints uh, have their approach this year to, to again, the free agency um, is made this team weaker. Um, you've lost Teron Armstead. You've lost Marcus Williams, uh, creating, again, two more holes than what you had going into free agency and into the draft. These are, again, two starters at critical positions. One was, again, uh, a, 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 one of your de facto leaders in Toronto Armstead. And, you know, despite creating a lot of ca- a cap room and a tremendous amount of cap room, okay, I mean, you know, you know, we always knew they could do that if necessary. For the failed run at Deshaun Watson, they've kind of hoarded those cap dollars. Not really, again, spending a lot of money right now. Despite the fact that, again, there are needs. Wide receiver being, again, the most glaring need at this point. You could say tight end. 
And, and to a point, uh, you know, again, uh, where they brought in, uh, what was it, J.C. Hollis? Okay, they've got some some journeyman tight end. Uh, you, if if healthy, if 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 he if he's again gets over the Liz Frank injury, to me, Taysom Hill's your, your, your tight end. Okay, he's the guy that's going to get a lot of snaps there. You got to believe that again after a pretty good rookie year, uh, and then really down last year, that Troutman's going to bounce back. He just has the physical skills, and look, he came from a very small school. So he'll have a couple years in the NFL. Remember, no off-season workouts last year. No off-season workouts the year before. This year, again, extended off-season workouts for this team. Okay? So, again, players like that, that, that uh, again, came in from a small school, they're going to get an opportunity now to get even more time in the playbook, more time getting themselves physically ready for an NFL season. So, to me, I think Troutman can make a jump this year. So, tight end... I'm not really concerned as much about tight end as I am about wide receiver, running back because of again what may happen to, uh, uh, what may happen to Alvin Kamara, but but also because they need another back. You know, all due respect to Mark Ingram, and, and look, it, it, there was a short period of time where he played pretty well when he came over from the Texans, but he's just getting older, and and again injuries uh, set in, and we know that if you overuse Kamara, he's going to get injured, and that's going to hurt you in the long run. So, you, again, you have to put him on a snap count. You have to put him on a, on, on a touch count in, in terms of, again, how you use Kamara if you want to use him effectively. So, to me, again, running back has always been a need here. It's one of the reasons why I was talking about Leonard Fournette. And, and look, you could say bring in a rookie. I get it. Okay, rookie can run. Rookie can catch. Can a rookie block and, 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 and protect your quarterback? Because that's as big as part of the running back, uh, well, responsibility in New Orleans as it is running and catching. I mean, you, I mean, can that guy come in right from college and do that? I mean, some can, some can't. Okay? And then, and then again, all, all this is, again, needs before the defection of, again, their starting left tackle and their starting free safety, which now are additional needs for this team. So four picks in the top 100 in, in the draft, in a draft that's deep and tal- in, in talented in the positions that are, again, of, of need for the New Orleans Saints. So there's an opportunity to be able to fill some holes. But don't kid yourself. Okay, the Saints need veteran help as well. I mean, you can't go with this youth movement, okay, and, and, and especially a critical position. And expect, well, you know, the Saints to do to, to be contenders. Hopefully, again, the plan is to open up the vault and pay a few veterans at positions of need after the draft concludes. Okay, and and that 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 would be look at this point when you got a lot of guys that are kind of dug in on what they think they they deserve. And, and then after the draft, there'll be, there'll be more of a realistic uh, situation with these guys on what they can get. Because a lot of players now said, okay, let the draft come and go. And, when we'll, again, some teams are going to be able to fill needs in the draft, some are not, and then we're going to be available. You know, I mean, the, the, one of the first that stick out to you is, is, a few, is a few former LSU players. Jarvis Landry, Odell Beckham, Tyron Matthew. But, again, there are so many other players outside of guys that you know that wore the purple and gold that may come in and be able to help the Saints. But they're at the wide receiver position, maybe not so much at the safety position. And, again, this year in terms of safety when it comes to the draft, some kind of top-heavy there as well. Some pretty good safeties at the top, but not, again, the, uh, the, 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 the plethora of safeties, that, again, in terms of depth. Different for wide receiver, great depth there. I mean, you may be able to find wide receivers that can start for your team, uh, you know, in, in, in the second and third day. And that, that's saying a lot. Offensive tackle may not be able to, to be, even though, again, it's a, a big man draft and there may be a run on big men, 
you may be forced to be able to do something to go up and get one of those top offensive tackles. You might not be there at 16. And I can see that. I can see maybe taking a, a, a pick from this year's draft and, and, and combining it to maybe move up a few spots to be able to get the, the, the offensive tackle they maybe covet. But I'm going to say it right now. There are too many needs on this team. Too many needs on this team. Okay? When you look at the positions, it's plain and day. Wide receiver, offensive tackle, running back, free safety, and to an extent tight end. It's one of the reasons why, again, I'm not buying into these splash reports that the Saints you know, made the trade with the Eagles to package their picks to go get a quarterback. Are you kidding me? Too many needs. Too many needs to give up, uh, again, a, a draft for, for a quarterback crop that is, again, late first round, early second round graded in, in a normal year. And this is the problem, okay? Teams fall in love with guys because they're in this particular draft, and, and they again, they feel like, uh, they're in a panic mode, and they have to go up and get those players. Look, it would be New York Jet-like to chase a quarterback in this draft. Period. The end. Okay? If one falls to you and you feel like, again, it's a prospect that maybe you feel like you can develop, that's one thing. To, get, to again, take draft capital and, and put that together to the move up to get a player like that? <laughs> Look, I said it yesterday. Maybe one of these guys is the next Tom Brady. But we've seen too many years and, and too many teams that, again, that spend their draft capital, that, again, year after year chasing quarterbacks in the draft, chasing, again, journeyman quarterbacks uh, in, in the NFL because they don't have one. The Saints were, again, blessed during the Peyton years to have a Drew Brees. 16, 15, 16 years of not even having to worry about the quarterback position, having one of the best, having a first bout Hall of Famer. It's not like that anymore. Look, I... I want to give Jameis Winston every chance to succeed, but the only way you do that is to surround him with weapons to be successful. He's not Drew Brees. It's a different quarterback, a different skill set. He's a guy that needs weapons around him. I say it all the time. Brees, again, rolls the weapons, the the players that he had to be be, uh, weapons for this team. Because of his accuracy, because of his un- uncanny ability to be able to, again, throw guys open, again, his knowledge of, of the offense, his, abil- his ability to be able to look off a defense. I mean, all these things that went into this. If you could run a good route and you could catch the ball, he was going to get the ball to you, and, and again, you were, you were going to thrive in this offense. It's not that way anymore. He's not here. He's gone. So Jameis Winston needs weapons. And this is a draft that has weapons available for you at a position of need wide receiver. Last year's again, we loved what's in our quarterback room was the was the biggest uh, uh, was the biggest um, uh, bill of good soul since Barnum and Bailey. Seriously. So hopefully, again, Loomis without Peyton in the room is savvy enough to know that you can't chase a quarterback, and you're definitely not chasing quarterbacks in this draft. Let Jeff Ireland do his thing. If the, if the Saints draft board is correct, and let's hope it is, okay, because every board is different, this draft could rival 2017 in quality and quantity. It could set up the franchise for the next five to ten years. If not, and they squander the picks, they're going to pay dearly over the next five years because they've given up future draft picks. Now, look, I know there's pay picks that could be coming for Peyton, but, you know, that, that's like – that's like barring against something that you think is coming down the pike here. Look, I, I think my great aunt is going to die, and she's leaving me all this money. Uh, but she's still sticking around, and she's 90. And I, maybe I'll get it, maybe I won't. She might outlive me. 
So maybe Sean Payton will come back next year. And maybe you'll get that boatload of draft picks and players that everybody is expecting. Maybe. Who knows? I mean, I certainly think he's going to be itching to get back into the league. Compensation, we'll see how it plays out. But this is a critical draft now. One that can set this team up, especially because you look at the players that are available and the positions of need. And again, look, rarely in recent times have the Saints had two number one picks in the top 19, three picks in the top 50, four picks in the top 100. Again, if they have to hit on all four of those and then fill the gaps in after, after the, the, the draft with free agency. Well, I'll say it again. This team is not far away from contending in the NFC. But this draft and the next wave of free agency, and in my opinion, post-draft, will determine whether the Saints are going to be contenders this season and beyond. You don't get this opportunity much, again, if you're a contending team to be, again, in the middle of the draft and having two first-round picks. So we'll see again how that plays out. Because you don't have a first-round pick next year, and you don't have a second-round pick the following year. Hey, don't forget about, my, about uh, the New Orleans Jazz and Heritage Festival. It's right around the corner. It really is. I know the vibe is out there. Everybody is, again, getting excited about, again, having the chance to get out to festivals again. The lineup this year is second to none. Friday, April 29th through Sunday, to May, May 8th. The Red Hot Chili Peppers, Stevie Nicks, Luke Combs, Willie Nelson, Erica Badu, Jimmy Buffett, The Who, Lionel Richie, Ludacris, Nora Jones, Randy Newman, Charlie Wilson, Trombone Shorty, Lauren Daigle, uh, Billy Strings, uh, Nelly, Cool and the Gang, Galactic. Of course, uh, Boss Skaggs coming back. The Black Crows, Dumpster Funk. Uh, you've got the Soul Rebels, Ellis Costello, Kermit Ruffins. Man, I tell you, what a lineup, huh? I mean, one after the other. Rebirth Brass Band, Big Fried will be there. Bonorama's coming back. Uh, Terrence Blanchard. Jose Feliciano, Ricky Lee Jones, Samantha Fish, Tab Benoit, The Meters, uh, John Cleary, Buddy Guy is going to be there. How about The Revivalist, uh, The Pine Leaf Boys? I mean, you go on and on and on. Cowboy Mouth, uh, great local artists, great international artists. Again, artists that, that again, you recognize. Uh, the Food, Frankie Beverly Mays is coming back to close out on Sunday. Come on, are you kidding me? How could you not be there? It's, again, April 28th. Uh, through May, May 8th, enjoy the food, enjoy the fun, enjoy, again, the, 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 the culture. And, of course, enjoy the New Orleans Jazz and Heritage Festival. Tickets are available for you right now. Get out there and get them just a couple of weeks away from the New Orleans Jazz and Heritage Festival. You know, the LSU Tiger basketball team was, was, was gutted after, uh, after the 11 violations were, uh, were, 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 were put out there. Uh, they're, in the, they're in the process, again, of... Um, of disputing uh, those, those violations, a lot of those violations going after Will Wade personally, right? But we saw 11 players enter the transfer portal on the LSU basketball team. Um, Brandon Murray, Xavier Pinson, Sharif O'Neal, which who shocked me, i got to be honest with you. Uh, Jared Colbert, who didn't play much. Adam Miller was hurt before, never, never really played for the Tigers this year. Uh, Bradley Arizo, Justice Williams, Efton Reed, um, uh, Eric uh, Gaines, and Alex Fudge. Uh, they had two players that 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 declared for the NFL uh, for the NBA draft. Uh, Terry Eason, who's going to be a nice player in in the NBA, just with his skill set, and Darius Days. Uh, they had four top 100 high school recruits that had committed to the program that decommitted. And so far, again, McMahon's had to had to really kind of rebuild this this um, program from scratch. Um, he signed uh, ex Murray State players who played under him, Justice Hill and and Trey Hannibal. Uh, he went to North Carolina State and got guard Cam Hayes. Northwestern center Kendall Coleman is coming in. 
Um, and then, of course, uh, again, you got the early signing period that's going to be happening in a few weeks in spring uh, where he's expected to bring in a, in a, in a top 100 center. Mawai um, Wilkerson today announced he is coming back to LSU. Uh, he pulled his name from the transfer portal, and he's decided to come back to LSU. Meanwhile, Brandon Murray's going to Georgetown, uh, and Eric Gaines is going to the University of Alabama, Birmingham. Uh, let me say this. We don't know what the sanctions are going to be. We have no clue. We have no clue if it's going to be one year postseason ban, if it's going to be two years of a postseason ban, uh, how many scholarships are going to be taken away from this team. But let me, uh, let me say this. I've said it before. The transfer portal goes both ways. And if McMahon is a good coach and an apt recruiter, and he's put together a pretty good staff from what I can see, uh, they're going to turn this thing around fairly quickly. Now, are they going to be national championship contenders? No. Can he recruit like Will Wade recruited? Well, again, you know, th- that's conjecture. Some say Will Wade recruited well because he was paying players. Uh, it's legal to pay players now with N- with NIL, name, image, image, and likeness. You know, is there is there a... There, there, are there benefactors in this LSU program that were involved in paying players illegally that now can do it legally? We'll see how that plays out, okay? But for the life of me, some of these players that, that walked away from the LSU program, I just don't get it. I mean, I'm starting with Sharif O'Neal. Sharif O'Neal started at UCLA and then, and again, couldn't get playing time at UCLA and ended up transferring to his dad's alma mater, Shaquille O'Neal's alma mater, LSU. And again, at times this year, flashed. For him to be able to, to get into a situation where well, he's not going pro. He's going to be a guy that's going to probably be a three- or four-year guy in college. So it didn't, didn't make sense to me. Why are you leaving the, you know, your, your dad's alma mater? If you profess how much love you have for LSU, why are you leaving? And some of these other players, you know, that, again, that, again could come to LSU or stay at LSU, be part of this program going forward, and, and again, make this team at, at least, again, uh, well, not, not, a, not a champion contender, but at least, again, make, make it, you know, a, a team that, you know, could be 500 or maybe better. Now, maybe, again, some of these guys are looking elsewhere, but why would you go to a UAB? Georgetown's done nothing in decades, okay? So, I mean, why are you heading to Georgetown? Xavier Pinson, there was a talk that he was going to, that, again, he may go to an SEC school. Uh, he may go back, uh, back to where he came from previously. So, uh, interesting times for LSU in terms of the restarting of this basketball program from scratch. And, and the fact that Mawai Wilkerson today turned, did, a, did an about face and said, I'm coming back to LSU was interesting because there are so many more players that are involved in, that, again, they're in the transfer portal right now that, again, that have ties to LSU that were with this program that would just make more sense for them to come back to the school and, and to be able to deal with, again, the new coach, with the new program going forward. Here's the problem with the transfer portal, in, in both in, in, in basketball and in football. There's not enough Division I schools to go around. Period. And it's harder in basketball because, again, you have less spots available. The problem is, again, you get this overload within the transfer portal, and then you have guys that, again, that are top guys. Yes, they'll find their way. There'll be schools out there that, that again, that, that are jonesing for, their, for them and are going to want to be able to get them on their campus. But then a lot of these guys are going to start playing it at, again, uh, Division I AA or, again, or even, even again, uh, lesser, uh, to lesser degrees, other smaller schools to be able to go out and play when they had a chance at one time to be playing in the SEC. In, in a big-time conference, playing big-time basketball against big-time opponents. So we'll see how this kind of plays out going forward. But Mawai Wilkinson, the first guy, again, that, was the, that jumped in the transfer portal but decided the grass was not greener on the other side and has, and has come back to LSU.
We'll see if, again, you know, a guy like Efton Reed will do this. We heard that Alex Fudge, uh, who, again, who, who was a, grew up a Florida fan, is probably going to cast this lot with the University of Florida. You know, the hope is, again, a lot of these guys don't end up in again, with other SEC schools, and you've got you to deal with them for the next two, two or three years. But we'll see how it plays out. I will say this. Whoever's coming back, I'm hoping this. I'm hoping that McMahon is a more disciplined coach than Will Wade was. Will Wade was a great recruiter and, at times, again, a great tactician in, in, in games. But in terms of, again, a disciplinarian coach, he was far from that. And you can see it the way his teams played. Uh, not knocking him. You know, again, uh, he resurrected the LSU program. Uh, and, uh, again, except for the, obviously, sanctions that they're dealing with right now, uh, which could kill the program, uh, that for a while there, LSU basketball was fun to watch. But, again, was never a disciplined team. Never had disciplined teams at all. Uh, whether, again, it was teams that, that were great shooting teams that, uh, would, would, again, could only win if they were shooting out the gym to, to again, this team this year, which is, which is a better defensive team, but at times just, just, just didn't have the maturity uh, or the discipline to be able to win big games. So we'll see how it plays out going forward for the LSU Tiger basketball team. But I just found it interesting. 11 players jump into the transfer portal. Uh, again, you have another two that are going to the NBA draft. One's coming back. And there are several players that, again, are a part of that list that, again, should have never left LSU no matter what the situation is. Uh, because if there's a ban, maybe it's one, two years, and then you're right back. Some of these guys are going to be three, four-year guys. Unless they decide to go to the G League or they decide to go pro in Europe because they're not playing in the NBA. None of these guys are going to get drafted, okay, that I mentioned earlier. So we'll see how, how, how this, this works with LSU if they can lure some of these players back because it's going to be tough sledding. Look, <laughs> Um, with all due respect to Justice Hill and Hannibal again and North Carolina State's Cam Hayes and Northwest's Kendall Coleman, it's the SEC. I know the SEC didn't, didn't fare well in, the, in, in, the, um, in March Madness this past year for the most part, only Arkansas kind of advancing. But, again, the SEC can be a tough basketball conference at times. Uh, it's been a long time, what, 2012 since the SEC won a national championship. Uh, but, again, there's some quality basketball players and teams in the SEC. Uh, looks like LSU is going to struggle based on what they've been able to do thus far. All right, don't forget about my friends at Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating, acpromise.com, acpromise.com, North Shore, South Shore, East Bank, West Bank. Looking for a company to trust with your AC system, especially now, right? Summer's starting to creep in. Temperatures starting to eek up. And, of course, you need to make sure your system is working properly so you don't get into the dog days of summer and it breaks down on you. A tune-up will do that for you. Burkhardt will come out. Again, do a quality inspection of your, of your system, uh, repairing only what's necessary, cleaning the system thoroughly, giving it a test, and, of course, making sure, again, that you can utilize that system throughout the, the summer months with no issues. In the market for a new system, do not sign that contract with any other company to at least Burkhardt come out and give you a price. Sit down with you. Do a consultation. Educate you on what they do before and after the sale. And speaking of after the sale, impeccable. Their service is absolutely impeccable. Uh, you've got 15 trucks in the field, 30-minute courtesy call before they come to your home or your business. And, of course, only doing the work that's necessary when you start talking about uh, their technicians. Uh, Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating. Truly a company you can trust. acpromise.com. acpromise.com. Inside New Orleans. If it's New Orleans sports, culture, food. Inside New Orleans with Eric Asher is talking about it. 
Weekdays at 4 on 1061 Nash Icon and available online anytime at NashFM1061.com. This report is sponsored by Panera. There are so many words they could use to describe Panera's new chef's chicken sandwiches. But when you have a bite, you might just be left speechless. Panera, the familiar made fantastic. Enjoy a $1 delivery fee when you order on their app. Restrictions apply. Still working an accident on the Crescent City Connection on the eastbound side, right at the Camp Street exit. And your delays are going to be solid if you're traveling eastbound along the West Bank Expressway, the Crescent City Connection, and the Pontchartrain Expressway from Terry Parkway to the Camp Street exit. Also delays are steady if you're traveling westbound along the along the Pontchartrain Expressway and the Crescent City Connection from the Claiborne Earhart exit to the Chapatula South Peters exit. Also delays are steady if you're traveling east, traveling westbound, excuse me, from just past Ames Boulevard to Avondale. In the meantime, delays are steady if you're traveling 10 westbound from City Park to just before the airport. On the 610 on the westbound side, delays are steady from St. Bernard to the 10610 merge. If you're traveling on the eastbound side, look out for backups from Elysian Fields to the 10610 merge. 10 eastbound, your delays are solid from just past Elysian Fields to the high rise. I'm at Robinson Broadcasting from the Attorney Mike Brunner Traffic Center. Traffic is brought to you by DA Exterminating. Proud to be locally owned and serving over 60 years. DA Exterminating is proud to be locally owned and serving Louisiana's Gulf South for over 60 years. If you want a fast response and great service, call DA now on the North Shore and in Metairie, or you can visit us online at daexterminating.com. On the East Bank and West Bank, from the lake to the Gulf, the men and women of the Jefferson Parish Sheriff's Office keep our parish safe. Some are on the beat, others behind the scenes ensuring the safety of our community. JPSO is now looking for correctional officers and 911 dispatchers. Your community's calling. Answer the call. Visit JPSOjobs.com for the complete benefits package and salary. Bienvenue on Hickory, 467 Hickory Avenue. Open seven days a week, offering a creative menu of all your New Orleans favorites. Fresh Louisiana seafood, great sandwiches, soups, salads, daily specials, and a Sunday brunch. Contemporary Creole cuisine, Great Southern dishes. Check out our menu online at BienvenueHarahan.com. Dine indoors or outdoors. Place your order or inquire about catering at 504-305-4792. That's Bienvenue on Hickory, 467 Hickory Avenue in Harahan. Sportsbeat is the place to watch your favorite team. Come check out all the games, including the NBA, college basketball, and baseball on 20 TVs. Open seven days, 11 a.m. to 2 a.m. Happy hour, 11 a.m. to 6 p.m. Great menu featuring steak night, Wednesday, 6 p.m. till $10 choice filet. Friday nights, hot ball, crawfish, 6 p.m. till. Private room available. Sportsbeat is located at 3330 Ridge Lake at 16th Street behind Wendy's on Causeway. Sportsbeat Pub and Cafe, home of fantastic cocktails, large beer selections, delicious food, friendly staff sports, and hot ball crawfish. This is Eric Asher. Have you noticed that it's more and more common these days that products are hard to find or even sold out? Well, I'm here to tell you that air conditioning equipment doesn't have to be one of those things. The folks at Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating take your comfort seriously, but that means they keep the product on hand so when your AC breaks, they got a replacement ready. So never wait, never worry. When you need help, trust Burkhardt. Visit acpromise.com. That's acpromise.com and tell them Eric sent you. 
At Southern Tire Auto Works, we do it all. Whether it's a simple oil change, wheel alignment, preventive maintenance, brake repair, installation of a custom exhaust or suspension system. If you need repairs on climate control systems, cooling systems, electronic or electrical systems, we are the experts. At Southern Tire Auto Works, we are truly your one-stop shop for all your automotive needs. Hickory and Airline and Mentory open Monday through Friday from 8 a.m. to 6 p.m. Saturday from 8 a.m. till 3 p.m. Give us a call now at 504-737-1558 to schedule an appointment or go to southerntire.com and check out all the services we provide to our customers. As a dentist, I know what my patients are saying. Mm-hmm. She says her gums are irritated. Mm-hmm. Is there anything you can do? You can try New Crest Advanced Gum Restore. It detoxifies below the gum line to restore your gums back to health in just seven days. Don't forget about Dave Miet Insurance, a full-service independent insurance agency since 1958, offering auto, home, life, health, business, and commercial policies. Serving the entire metropolitan area, and I mean the entire metropolitan area, East Bank, West Bank, North Shore, South Shore, the Ruben Parishes. At Dave Miet Insurance, they're your one-stop shop uh, insurance specialist. So, again, call, click, or come in today at 504-556-0809. Check out his one-stop shop when it comes to your insurance needs. It's his website, D-A-V-E-M-I-L-O-E-T-I-N-S-A-Z.com or set up a, an appointment at his uh, office on Veterans Next to Shogun. Looking to be able to save? Call Dave, 504-556-0809. That's Dave Miet Insurance. All right, let's head to the guest line. Joining us on the program from Outkick.com is uh, Glenn Gilbo. Uh, Glenn, how are you, bud? Hello, Eric. Good afternoon. How are you? Doing great, doing great. Glenn, um, I was talking before we went to break about the LSU basketball team, and, you know, they went 11 players into the transfer portal, two declared for the NBA draft, Eason and Days. Of course, Days, uh, his, uh, I think, believe both those guys' um, uh, eligibility was up, if I'm not mistaken. But you had Murray transferring, Pinson transferring, O'Neal transferred, Miller, who never even played for the, for the um, sorry, for the Tigers this year, he transfers, uh, Colbert, uh, Rizzo, Williams, uh, Reed, Gaines, and Fudge. Now, Mawai Wilkerson today pulled his name from the transfer portal and returned to LSU. So far, McMahon's been able to sign two players from Murray State, uh, again, that he coached, Justice Hill and Trey Hannibal. North Carolina State guard Cam Hayes comes over, and Northwestern center Kendall Coleman comes over. And, you know, I'm, I'm, I was a little surprised to see the, the mass exodus, and then especially because the transfer portal is so full on both football and basketball that – in a lot of cases, if you leave a major university, unless you're a really top player, you're probably going to have to settle for maybe, again, one of the sub, sub-conferences. I'm sorry, uh, no, we don't, well, when, you, when I'm saying that, I mean, you know, maybe one double-A, maybe, again, a little, maybe a little bit lower in terms of classification, um, instead of maybe having an opportunity, again, to stay uh, on the Division One level. Now, we know that, um, at, um, what is it, Eric Gaines went to UAB which I would say is an, an inferior program to LSU. Brandon Murray well, went to now. Georgetown. Not now. What's that? I mean, I mean, overall no. it is. No, overall. I'm just right saying now. throughout history, okay? Yeah, yeah, and then Brandon right. Murray to Georgetown, which, again, hasn't really been consistently good. Um, I'm just surprised that so many players are not really cons- – I get it, put your name in transfer portal to see what's out there, but I'm maybe not looking at LSU a second uh, – giving LSU a second look here. Especially a guy like Sharif O'Neal, who I mentioned a little bit earlier – you know, his dad went to LSU. He transferred from UCLA where he wasn't getting playing time. He comes to LSU. He got a little bit of playing time last year. He would be a guy that would be getting a lot of playing time. Now, we don't know what the sanctions are going to be. 
Okay, I mean, they could get one two-year uh, postseason ban. A lot of these kids want to be seen on, 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 on TV with March Madness. That, that could be, again, one of, one of the emphasis of, of moving on. Uh, the lack of scholarships, maybe that affects them, maybe it does. Uh, do you anticipate any more players maybe getting back uh, that are in the transfer portal, maybe coming back to LSU? You think that door is closing? Well, um, you know, I, I doubt if you're going to have a player transfer – you know, to LSU from, I mean, too many more than what they've already gotten. Um, but I, I agree with you, like Sharif O'Neal or some other guys who've been backups at LSU and not playing much. Yeah. There's a chance you're probably not going to be in the NCAA tournament or, I mean, a definite, you're not going to be there either because your team's not good or, or you're going to get a postseason ban, but you can play all season against SEC competition right. and start and get minutes in and put on some good tape, you know, to get to get drafted, which is what it's about. So here's right. a chance for guys who aren't SEC caliber, like Sharif O'Neal, to, to play in the SEC and, and, and prove people wrong and, and, and see how good you are and, and, and maybe get uh, get drafted. Now, I can see games going to UAB. I mean, UAB went to the NCAA tournament. This right. past year, they're, they're, they they have a better short term future than than LSU and UAB. Absolutely, historically not a bad basketball program, but mm -mm. Um, no. Yeah, back I, in the day, I'm, they were I'm very good. Surprised. I, I'm surprised they haven't uh, you know kept more of the uh, me too the backups you know and and really the few guys that McMahon has gotten I mean is is pretty impressive because you know he's going to have to break the bottom of the barrel and, and get some guys who, you know, in, in a normal non-NCA situation would, would not play at LSU, would, would not be good enough to play at LSU. I'm with you. When I, when I, when I started doing the research in this last night, thinking about, uh, man, this is before I knew that Wilkerson had pulled his name from the, um, from the transfer board and was coming back to LSU. I'm saying to myself, all these guys are not going to end up at big-time universities starting or playing a lot of minutes. It makes no sense for them to be able to, again, walk away from LSU. You know, a lot of those, maybe, again, some of those will end up in one of the smaller conferences and maybe getting a chance to be able to showcase their skills, and maybe they get into the NCAA tournament. But, you know, at, at, at this point, you know, unless they really don't want to buy into what McMahon is selling to them, it made no sense to be able to put yourself in the transfer board and move on. I know, I know, and, and you know that's that's the other end of the transfer portal that that the kids aren't thinking about, you know, because there's so many good players in the portal. Just because you enter the portal doesn't mean somebody's going to be interested. I mean, look, look, even Miles Brennan, he he didn't get a lot of interest when he went in the portal, right? right. You know, and 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 part of that was because you know he hasn't played a lot, and he's a, and he's a six year senior, you know. Depending on the situation, you're not automatically going to have all these people coming after you. You know that's that's something players need to uh, need to think about because it's it's you know it's almost gotten too popular and and, and too populated, right? I mean, yeah, so, I mean, exactly. well, uh, one, exactly. I mean, just too many players that go into this and and not realizing that there's only so many spots available at these universities. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, it's a classic case of of kids thinking you know, the grass is green or somewhere else when yep. it's not. I mean, you know, it's like, um, uh, yeah, it was Jimbo Fisher was saying on, uh, no, wait, wait, I'm sorry. It was, uh, it was actually Brian Harson saying this over the weekend, mm -hmm. you know, sooner or later, whether you, you know, if you transfer or, 
or stay, sooner or later, you're going to have to learn the program. You're going to, you're going to have to learn how it is at the program you're going to. You can't just keep mm-hmm. changing, you know. Sooner or later, you're going to have to be a backup, maybe. You're going to have to do the work. You can't keep transferring. And, and I just think kids and, and kids' parents, I think, are, are a bad part of this, too. You know, they think, oh, oh, well, we'll just go somewhere else and be a star. No, at some point, you got to sit down and do the work. I'm with you. I mean, look, I understand a lot of these players probably, again, came here for Wade. Uh, and, you know, ultimately when Wade was dismissed, you know, they felt like, again, they had to at least go out there and, and see what was out there. But I can't believe that every, that, that the, every situation is going to be better than the situation they had here at LSU already. No question. Uh, so no it'll be question. interesting to see, again, how that plays out. As far as, far as the Saints go, I talked, I talked about this in a little bit in, 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 the, in the, the, the first segment. Really all kind of quiet on airline drive right now, and I expect that to be that way all the way in, uh, through, through the draft. This is kind of where they shut their free agency uh, down. Uh, we were hearing this week that there are rumors about them go, taking their, their, their two first-round picks they traded for, moving up to get a quarterback. I'm going to tell you right now, Glenn, to me that would be a fatal mistake on the part of the, on, on the, part of the organization if they did that. I don't believe it. I believe they're going to stay put. Um, you know, maybe if they, they move up, maybe they move up for a tackle. Uh, you know, but I don't, I can't see them spending this draft capital, giving up a number one next year, uh, getting, having two this year, giving up the second round pick next year, uh, and then the other picks that they gave up to get in the position to get 16 and 19, uh, to be able to not go after uh, positions of need, i.e., offensive tackle, wide receiver, and maybe to a lesser extent, maybe down the line, you know, the safety position. What are your thoughts as, as you look at the Saints team on what they may do in, in a post? error. Well, do you think that, that it's a mistake to, to go for a quarterback because of the quarterbacks that are out there? Is that is that yeah, why you I just think, I just don't think I just don't think this crop is right. is worth packaging picks to go up and get. Right. I think you're right, chasing exactly. quarterbacks again. I think you're doing the I think you're doing the New York Jets. You know, you're chasing a yeah. you know, the, this is the best quarterback in this draft. That doesn't necessarily mean this is a starting NFL quarterback. Now, look, right. Malik Willis could come in, and, and, and if he's going to run an RPO for the Carolina Panthers, and ultimately I think that's where he may end up, maybe, again, he ends up being a pretty good quarterback there. Maybe Pickett's a guy that can come into the league and eventually, again, be a good quarterback. But are these guys worth three number one picks? See, because remember, you gave up a number one pick next year to move into this position. And, and I would say that, again, anything more than one pick, okay, again, you're overpaying for those guys. Well, I tell you what, um, see, I really, I still really like Matt Corral. I know you do. And, I know you, and I like and, him too. But I don't, I don't like and, giving up sixteen and nineteen for him. Well, but you see, but but he's being projected as maybe an early second round pick. Early second, I would not have a problem at forty nine. Again, moving up out of forty nine to go get a Matt Corral, I wouldn't have a problem with that. But I'm yeah. surely not going to give up one of my two first round picks to go get a quarterback. Right. Right. You know, Drew Brees was a second-round pick. Matt Corral yep. is, is built like Drew Brees. They're about the same mm-hmm. height. They're both mobile. Corral's actually, I think, probably More a little better than, than Drew yep. could. Yeah, and, you know, I, that guy, I mean, I just, I think he, I think he's going to He's be, a gamer. He's a gamer. I, I, I agree with you. Yeah, depending on the situation, he could be a starter in the NFL, mm-hmm. you know, depending on the team he goes to in his rookie year. I really think think that I don't. See, think I, I don't know. Think. I don't know if I'd go that far. I, I think eventually he could be uh, an NFL an NFL starter, maybe. Okay, and 
But I don't, I don't know if he could be a guy that could come in immediately. And look, I think if, if you're the Saints, you're not looking at that. You, you know, you got Jameis Winston. And, you know, maybe it's a year, maybe it's two. But I think this team is, is set up for success right now if you fill the holes in terms of offensive weapons. Okay, and now you have to shore up the offensive tackle position. But you could do that in-house if you really wanted to. You could flip Ramshack to the left side and let Hurst, uh, Landon Young, and others deal, deal with that right side. So, I mean, it's, I don't think it's as dire on the offensive line as a lot of people want, 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 want to make it out to be. I think they have, they have options there. Right, right. Um, you know, I, I know what you're saying. Like, the short, the short term is, is not with you got, you know, since you got Jameis, the, the short term is not another quarterback. But no, if, you if can you really win like with Jameis Winston. Yeah, exactly. But if you really like a quarterback, you, you know you're, you know, and you think he can be the guy. He doesn't have to be the guy this year. Right. You, know, he might you could be groom him the next year. Yeah. But and, you can't really overpay no, for no him, though, Glenn. You, you, yeah. You get not in a position to overpay for quarter for a quarterback, in my opinion. Right. Especially with right. the we the right. needs on the off the on the, the you. This is a draft that, that, again, is a big man draft, but, again, very deep in, in wide receivers. And yeah. you, need, you yeah. need wide receivers in the worst way. You know, like, I, I mean, you could come out of this draft with one or two wide receivers, and they could come in and, and help you immediately. And those are positions yeah. where they can help you immediately. Well, I tell you what, though. If, if they got a shot of getting Matt Corral in the second round, they need to go for it because that would be a little – you know, because Corral had that injury uh, yep. before, in the Sugar Bowl, and, and that may have hurt him somewhat. Uh, but you remember how Alvin Kamara dropped to the third round, right? Because yes. of just really lack of use. I don't think he had mm-hmm. an injury in college. He just Mm-mm. he just didn't play. Tennessee a lot. just didn't know how to use him. Right, exactly. But and 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 Sean did obviously. Uh, yeah. And so he had they a vision that, for him. That was a, that was a steal, you know. So, yep. so to me, Corral would be a steal in the second round. That would be very interesting if they could do that. Yeah, I just would not give up that 16 and 19 picks to go up and get a quarterback like what's being rumored. I'm, I think it's agent talk, okay, and then, you know, to just stir up a, you know, a, a, you know, a, a, some interest there. But uh, I'm, I'm hoping that Mickey Loomis is going to be smarter than that and, and realize that, you know what, I got these two picks. I could fill two big holes. And then, you know, if the quarterback falls to me in the second round, then maybe at that point, if it's a corral, maybe I take the shot, you know. But, but I'm not yeah. trading up to get a quarterback. Yeah, if you go just by position, um, I would want an offensive lineman yep. and, a, and a defensive back. That's what I'm going for. So uh, safety is what you're looking at? Well, you know. Because they, they're, set, they're set at cornerback. I mean, they are. They got, yeah. they got three yeah. legit cornerbacks, and, and, they, and they got their nickel set up with C.D. Deuce. Yeah, so, and, well, you can always, you know, safety is not as valuable as a cornerback, but you can't have no, too many not. cornerbacks. See, to yeah, we, me, it's offensive tackle, wide receiver, um, and, and maybe multiple wide receivers. You need a running back at some point uh, because, again, Kamara's you know, off the field issues, and you just need another young running back on this team. Uh, I think tight end's going to be fine with, uh, with, uh, with uh, 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 the, the jack-of-all-trades, uh, and we'll, we'll see how that kind of plays out. But, you know, to me uh, – it's the offense that's got to be that's got to be upgraded. Yeah, and you can always get a running back somewhere later in the draft. You yes, know? So that, no that's doubt. Why, you know the the premium draft, other than quarterback, is offensive line and cornerback, or you know a cornerback safety combo mm-hmm. or or a safety. 
Uh, I'm with you. The safety, and I think the safety, to me, you need a veteran safety. Uh, you know, I mean, we can talk about Tyron Matthew all we want, but they, they need a veteran safety. They lost two veteran safeties. They need a veteran safety. They bring in May, who's a veteran safety, but they lost two guys that were veterans. I think they need another veteran safety. Now, maybe, again, you're grooming one, but we'll see how that plays out. Glenn, what you, what well, you writing about? What you, what you got coming up for us on OutKick? Well, to finish that, though, I mean, you're, you're, there, there's rookies that come in and, and, and can play well as a safety. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. I mean, look, Marcus yeah, yeah. Williams started as a rookie. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So, so you know that that's that's an option. Um, I'm 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 writing about spring football uh, lately since the Final Four ended. Uh, mm-hmm. Did a lot on Texas A&M and Auburn and their quarterback situations last over the weekend with their spring games, uh, and then um, writing about uh, Alabama the, the rest of this week with their spring game coming up on Saturday. And then I'm um, going to be taking a look at uh, a little closer look at LSU as we turn into next week. And then, you know, their spring game is a week from mm-hmm. Saturday. Beautiful. Tell the folks about Outkick and how folks can follow you on social media. Uh, Outkick.com, free website, no uh, um, offers or anything. You just go free, free website. Also wrote, uh, finally wrote about some LSU baseball this morning. Uh, and going to be doing more on LSU baseball now that they're uh, they're they're looking good again. You know they uh, mm-hmm. they started slow, but they're right in the hunt now in the yeah. SEC at, at seven and five, and and uh, they're starting to play really cut down the errors dramatically, uh, and their relief pitching has been really good. You know, Eric, th- this past weekend was the first time in SEC history for LSU that all three wins in an SEC conference series were, were by the relievers. I had no idea that was, about that. Yeah. Yeah. And, and they also, um, they had their first road win after being significantly down going into the ninth inning in, in like four, since 2017 as well, they were down, uh, uh, on, uh, let's see, I think it was the, the Friday night game. They were down, uh, and uh, I'm sorry. Uh, let's see. The uh, yeah, the Friday night game, they were down uh, and scored four runs in the in the top of the ninth and won five to two. Dylan Cruz had a big home run. Trey Morgan had had a two run single. So um, they Mississippi State's not a great team, but still, I mean, that place was full every night, yep. and they were able yep. to shut down State in, in the late innings and and sweep a series. That's the first time they've swept the road SEC series. Since 2017 as well, and and that's the last year they went to Omaha was 2017. Right. So, and they played a lot of freshmen over the weekend, you mm-hmm. know. So, things definitely looking up for them. Yeah, I'm looking forward to looking forward to your stuff as always, I, folks. I always forward uh, anything Glenn writes on our social media platforms. You can catch Glenn at LSU Beat Tweet on Twitter. Glenn, thanks as always for your time. Happy Easter to you and your family, my friend. Okay, and you know what's coming up, baby? French Quarter Festival, Jazz Fest. I'm hoping that you got it, brother. Because you owe me. You owe me some money. There you go. You got it, brother. (laughs) That's for sure. See you then. Take care. That's Glenn Gilbo. I'm Eric Asher. We'll be right back. 
Hi, Eric Ash with celebrity chef Scott Craig of Katie. Scott, you have to be excited about Katie's expanded second floor seating and private dining rooms. Yeah, but how about my vast local sports knowledge? You know sports, but shouldn't we be talking about your award-winning Sunday brunch? I'd rather talk about the Saints and the Pels. How about your award-winning pizza or daily specials? How about them Saints? I admit you have a great take on local sports, but what about Katie's award-winning menu? Okay, folks, I invite you to dine at Katie's. Eric and I don't have to brag about the food at Katie's. The food speaks for itself. Katie's open seven days a week in the heart of Mid-City at 3701 Ottawa. Southern Tire, family owned and operated since 1972. Southern Tire is your one-stop shop for quality auto repairs and the best deals on tires. Whether it is your personal vehicle or a fleet account, at Southern Tire, we treat your vehicle like our own. At Southern Tire, we have all the latest diagnostic equipment and ASE certified technicians the dealerships have without the dealership prices. Hickory and Airline in Mentory open Monday through Friday from 8 a.m. to 6 p.m. Saturday from 8 a.m. till 3 p.m. Give us a call now at 504-737-1558 to schedule an appointment or go to southerntire.com and check out all the services we we provide to our customers. Dave Miet Insurance is a full-service independent insurance agency since 1958, offering auto, home, life, health, business, and commercial policies, serving the East Bank, West Bank, North Shore, South Shore, and River Parishes. Dave Miet Insurance is your one-stop insurance specialist. Call, click, or come in for a quote today at 504-556-0809 or DaveMietInsAgency.com. Oceana Grill, bourbon at Conti in the French Quarter. Voted top 10 U.S. restaurant for everyday dining by TripAdvisor. Open seven days a week, home in New Orleans' best breakfast. There's something for everyone on our menu. Serving Cajun Creole dishes that will delight for lunch and dinner. Fantastic cocktails that will amaze. Come dine in our authentic French Quarter courtyard. We have five private rooms that can accommodate from 10 to 120 guests for dining or your next event. Oceana Grill is family friendly, but perfect for an incredible dining experience with friends or that special someone. Order online for delivery at Oceanagrill.com. Oceana Grill is the best time off Bourbon Street. Hi, Eric Asher. I'm here with my good friend Mike Delahousie of the TikTok Cafe. Hey, Eric, 17 years later, we're still open 24-7. Yeah, your sign ought to read, sorry, we're open. Come on, man, 24 hours a day? You know how tough that is? That's a real service to the community. Yeah, the Poison Control Center is open 24 hours, too. Uh, the TikTok Cafe, where the gluten is always free, intersection of I-10 and Causeway, also known as the intersection of salmonella and high cholesterol. Finding great candidates to hire can be like, well, trying to find a needle in a haystack. Sure, you can post your job to some job board, but then all you can do is hope the right person comes along, which is why you should try ZipRecruiter for free at ZipRecruiter.com find. ZipRecruiter doesn't depend on candidates finding you. It finds them for you. Its powerful technology identifies people with the right experience and actively invites them to apply to your job. You get qualified candidates fast. So while other companies might deliver a lot of hay, ZipRecruiter finds you what you're looking for. The needle in the haystack. See why four out of five employers who post a job in ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. And right now you can try ZipRecruiter for free. That's right. Free at ZipRecruiter.com slash find. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash find. ZipRecruiter.com slash find. The New Orleans Jazz and Heritage Festival presented by Shell April 29th through May 1st and May 5th through May 8th with Luke Combs, Willie Nelson, Jimmy Buffett, Jason Isbell and the 400 Unit, the Black Crows, the Abbott Brothers, Lucas Nelson and Promise of the Real, Ricky Skaggs and hundreds more. Tickets available at NOJazzFest.com and at the gate on festival days. Don't miss Luke Combs on Thursday, May 5th at the Fairgrounds Racecourse. Miller Lite, official sponsor of Jazz Fest. 
Thanks to Glenn Gilbo. I'm Eric Asher. Thanks for listening to Inside New Orleans. Hour number two coming up next. Ross Jackson will be my guest. We'll be right back. Anytime, anywhere. Smartphone, tune in, radio app. Salmonella. Come join us at Old New Orleans Cookery, 205 Bourbon Street. Open late, serving lunch and dinner seven days a week. Have an extraordinary cocktail while enjoying authentic Cajun Creole cuisine in our dining rooms or our beautiful courtyard. Two Bourbon Street balconies with adjoining private rooms to dine in or have your next event. Bring your family or friends for a wonderful dining experience. Old New Orleans Cookery is perfect for date night. Order online for delivery at nolacookery.com. It's always a great time on Bourbon Street at Old New Orleans Cookery. At Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating, their number one priority is treating people right. Take it from me, Eric Asher. It means getting there quickly in an emergency. They'll be on time and do a perfect job. And it means they promise to give everyone a fair price every time. So if you're looking for a better experience from your generator AC company, or you just got a big quote from someone else and you want a second opinion, let the folks at Burkhardt earn your trust and treat you right. Visit acpromise.com. That's acpromise.com. And tell them Eric sent you.
hour number two of Inside New Orleans. Eric Asher with you until 6 o'clock. 106.1 FM Nash Icon on your radio dial. iHeartRadio app, TuneIn Radio app uh, on the digital platforms. Nash FM 106.1 at ericasher.com on the World Wide Web. Uh, our podcast is everywhere. Anchors our home base on your favorite podcasting platform. And, of course, our social media platforms at Eric underscore Asher on Twitter. Eric Asher on Facebook, Inside New Orleans Show on Instagram. I want to thank uh, Glenn Gilmore for joining us in the first hour. We're about four minutes away from Ross Jackson of um, Locked On Saints Podcast and Saints Wire, part of USA Today Network. This week on the award-winning Inside New Orleans Sports, be joined by Ken Trahan of 106.1 FM and also CrestedySports.com. That's Thursday with our live broadcast at 1 p.m. on, L- on LAE. Also live streaming on the WLE TV YouTube page. And then the uh, rebroadcast begins, 6 p.m. on LE on Thursday night, 10 o'clock on The Deuce, that's WLE TV 2, 9 o'clock on Pelican Sports Television every Friday night, 10 o'clock on WLE TV, Saturday morning, 2 a.m. on The Deuce, Saturday afternoon on Pelican, Pelican Sports Television at 5 p.m. Always on our social media platforms, always at uh, the WLE TV YouTube page, and always at ericasher.com. So, again, uh, uh, we'll talk a lot about what's going on with the Pelicans in this hour. Uh, right around 5.30. Big game tomorrow for the Pels against the San Antonio Spurs. It's win or go home uh, in the play-in tournament. Uh, if the Pels win, they will take on the the loser of tonight's um, Timberwolves and um, Timber, the, the Timberwolves and also the Clipper game. So we'll see how that plays out uh, for the Pels. And uh, I'll talk extensively about that. Uh, coming up um, at the in our, in our 5.30 segment. Hey, don't forget about my friends at Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating, acpromise.com, acpromise.com. If you're in the market for a generator, think Burkhardt. Uh, they'll give you a single-day install. Literally, sit down with you, do a consultation, find out what you're looking for in terms of generators because there's so many different options out there in terms of generators for your home or your business. And then... Um, after you guys choose a, a generator, they'll put you on the calendar for a single-day install. Financing available for generators, you can pay that over time. The new install quality check at the one month is something they do for all their customers, part of their customer service pledge, making sure you're comfortable with the system that's been installed, installed in your home or your business. And then comes the service after the sale, which is always second to none when it comes to Burkhart. 24-7, 365 emergency service when it comes to your generator. And a warehouse fully stocked with all the parts you need for your generator. So no excuses. Generator goes down. As soon as it's safe to come out there and get the generator up and running, they're there for you, getting it up and running for you. That's what Burkhardt does. Generator sales and service, it's their business. It's Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating. That's acpromise.com, acpromise.com. I'm going to talk a lot about the Saints with, uh, with Ross Jackson coming up in about three minutes. And I'm looking forward to it, as I mentioned, with Glenn Gilbo, and I talked about this in the first hour. Um, to see, again, how this kind of plays out going forward because I expected them to be pretty aggressive uh, in free agency because in the past, the, the mantra has been fill holes with free agency, best player available in the draft. Now, we saw that change a little bit with um, with the Saints, um, you know, in a, in a post-Payton era with Dennis Allen where Dennis Allen said at the, at the uh, owner's meeting, we're going to um, – build through the draft, and augment through free agency. Well, again, if that's the case, that's a little bit different than what we saw during the Peyton era, where, again, they went out, and whether it was re-signing their own or, again, strategically going after certain players at certain positions, um, they would fill those positions, and that gave them the flexibility of going after the best player available in the draft. 
this, as I've said over and over again, sets up for the Saints perfectly this year for the draft. Uh, 2017 was a draft in which they had two first-round picks. And they hit on almost every single pick. But it was it was really set up by having, again, uh, Ryan Ramshack and Marshawn Lattimore. Of course, you know, eventually, you know, you got you got uh, Kamara in that draft. I think Henderson was in that draft. Uh, Al-Qud Muhammad. I mean, I go through. I'm, I'm, this is just off the top of my head, okay? Um, and uh, Marcus Williams was in that draft. I mean, that's a, that's a draft for the ages, right? But it started with, again, two picks within, within, within the first round. Um, and then, of course, uh, they did some moving around, if I'm not mistaken. They gave up an extra pick, third-round pick the next year, a second-round pick to get a Camara. So, that, again, they, they, were, they were aggressive. I want to see some aggressiveness, but I don't want to see aggressiveness again to go up and get a quarterback, and I've talked about it over and over again. You know, Glenn talks about Matt Corral. Look, I like Matt Corral too, all right? Um, I, I think Willis has, has a great upside, uh, but I think he's got to be in the right offense. Are the Saints going to run that type of offense? Now, again, they were willing to run that type of offense by, by getting a, a Deshaun Watson, right, more of an RPR offense. Are they, do they want to go in that direction? Move up, especially with so many needs. And then, uh, look, you're looking at a gift horse in the mouth, ladies and gentlemen, Okay. If ultimately you have players at positions of need who are, who are on your board and you're, and you're in a situation where you're drafting high like they are now, which, again, they rarely do, 16 and 19 in the first round, 49 in the second round, and, again, I think it's 98 or 99 in, 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 in the third round. Man, you've got to hit on those, on those picks. And those have to be starters for you. Those guys, especially, again, your first and second round picks, got to be first-day starters for you. Guys, you can plug and play. So we'll see how this plays out. I don't think you have the luxury of getting a quarterback and allowing that quarterback to sit for two years, you know, behind Jameis Winston or a year behind Jameis Winston. This team's built to win now. And I think it'll be letting the fan base down as well. Man, get the weapons. The wide receiver is, is, position is stocked full of, again, NFL players that can come in and play for you right now. There are tackles in this draft that can come in. You can plug and play them. You know, again, the safety maybe is not as deep. But, again, you can find players that, although, again, I'm telling you, I'm partial to going after veteran safety. So we'll see how it plays out. To break it down for us from his aspect, does a great job, and I'm telling you, a fantastic job with his podcast. He's on Saints Wire now. You can have that, again, sent right to your email box. So again, if you're on social media, have it, again, so, uh, you know, uh, copied on your social media platforms. Uh, the Saints Wire, again, a um, uh, great way to keep up with what's going on with the Saints. Ross Jackson joins us on the program now. Ross, how are you? Hey, buddy, doing great. Glad to be back here with you. How you holding up? Doing great, Ross. And Ross, again, uh, a little bit of a short week for me. I'm off on Friday because it's a good Friday. So, again, we're trying to squeeze all this into a, you know, a four-day <laughs> condensed week. But uh, doing fine and glad to have you back on the program again. Ross, I, a lot of conjecture this week. The Saints may move up, take 16 and 19, or take multiple picks and move up to get a quarterback. I don't know if you heard my, my opening. I, I, just, I just think there are just too many players that have fit the Saints in terms of position and need to be able to go up and, and, and try to be able to force a quarterback selection in this draft, mm-hmm. uh, a draft where, again, some like the quarterback crop, some, again, think the quarterback crop is just an average crop. Where do you stand on this as you research this on a day-in, day-out basis? Yeah, I mean, I, I think I'm pretty aligned with where you are. I mean, I think those top or those four top 100 selections, three top 50 selections, 
are really, really important for their success this year, right? They traded away next year the 2023 first-round pick, which to me tells me that they intend to win this year. They intend to compete this year. And I don't think that packaging pick 16 and 19, like some of the reports suggest, to move up for a quarterback is going to help you win this year. I just don't see where that happens. I think you're, you're absolutely right that having a quarterback sitting behind Jameis Winston for a year or two years is something that a comfortable franchise can do. But right now, the New Orleans Saints aren't in really that level of comfort in terms of what their roster is. They have a very good roster that's built to win now, but they're not built to win in two years without more sort of augmentation through the draft and then improving throughout free agency. You've got you know, Malcolm Jenkins just retired this year. How much longer does Demario Davis have? How much longer does Cam Jordan have? Cam Jordan's going to be doing, you know, press for the uh, or or media for WUSL, uh, the 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 USFL. He, he's getting right. you know, he's getting his, uh, his 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 sea legs wet for you know post career. You know what I mean? I agree. And obviously he's going to be you know phenomenal uh, when he goes into media, which is what I assume that he'll be, and he'll you know go he'll be phenomenal on the field, um, for however much longer he plays, but. You don't want to waste any of the, those guys' time at this point. You don't want to waste this fan base either and the passion that they have around it. So for me, I, I think I look at the opportunity here to add potentially three starters in the top 50 picks. Mickey Loomis saying himself to Peter King that they believe that with those three picks, those first three picks, 16, 19, and 49, that they could get three of their top 20 to 25 players with those three selections. And to me, I don't know why you sacrifice one of those players to go up, grab a quarterback that's probably outside of most people's top 25, right? A quarterback's going in the first round, right? This is the NFL yes. draft. Quarterbacks are getting drafted in the right. first round. But are they your top 25 player? Are they in that mix? I don't really know if this class of quarterbacks is. So if you're trying to win this year, if you believe that your first-round pick next year is going to be toward the back half of the draft, and the best way to make sure that you're maintaining that and that you're, you're building the team that is able to provide that and lessen the return that you gave to the Philadelphia Eagles, then use those three selections to put three fresh starters on rookie contracts on your roster. That way you have the opportunity to be able to continue to build throughout free agency and kind of get back to what the Saints used to do in free agency, which is fill holes in free agency and then go best player mm-hmm. available in the draft. Right, which is, to me, made a lot of sense. All right, I want to throw some names at you at the wide receiver position, just your thoughts. A lot of people believe Garrett Wilson on Ohio State is the most polished wide receiver uh, in, in, in the draft, a guy that could start day one. Jamison Williams, uh, Williams uh, Jamison Williams, uh, a guy before he got injured you, you, at Alabama, just a blur. Uh, Drake mm-hmm. London, Tra- Traylon Burks, and, and, and Olave. So, again, those five guys, you're sitting there at 16 or at 19, who are you picking? Oh, if those five guys are all there, I it's hard for me to pass up Jamison Williams. And mm-hmm. and I know that he has the ACL injury that took place during the national championship game, which calls into question his ability to be able to immediately impact the offense. But if you can get a talent like Jamison Williams who comes back at you know, 85, 90% of what he was in Alabama, he's going to be a phenomenal NFL player. It's so funny. We went so long without any Alabama wide receivers ever getting drafted mm-hmm. in the first round. And then like Julio Jones and Calvin Ridley kind of happened. And now every year we're kind of fawning over these Alabama 
uh, wide receivers. But it's hard for me to pass on Jamison Williams. If the injury concern, and you know, this is just part of what teams get versus what we get. We don't we right. don't get the medicals, but the teams get the medicals. So if they feel comfortable with Jamison Williams, that makes sense. If they don't, then I think Chris Olave is the next best fit. Garrett Wilson might okay. be a more polished wide receiver, but in terms of what it is as New Orleans thing to need, which is somebody that can stretch the field, somebody that has those afterburners, somebody that can, you know, um, use his long speed to win deep in terms of, um, you know, stretching the field and running those nine routes, those fly routes, but also the types of concepts that Pete Carmichael is going to want to run, these over routes, these long crossing patterns over the middle of the field that force um, cornerbacks into trail technique. If you end up having Michael Thomas getting double teamed on one side of the field, and if you're forcing corners into trail on Chris Olave, Chris Olave is open. And I think that that is something that would pair very well with Jameis, uh, with Jameis Will- uh, Jameson Williams versus Jameis Winston is going to get me every time. Jameis Winston's big arm, of course, and getting him out on the field. So I think either one of those two would be the most complimentary weapons in terms of putting someone across from Michael Thomas and giving Winston someone to throw to deep. A guy that might be available maybe in the late second, early third round, or John Meachie the third out of Alabama. Your thoughts on him? Yeah, he's a really interesting one. I mean, he's not as much the field stretcher in the same sense that Jamison Williams is, but he's a pretty good route runner. I mean, a really, really good route runner. And, of course, you know, he's coming back from his injury as well, a left leg injury uh, that was also late in the season. But, you know, again, if you're investing a second-round pick in somebody that's not going to hit the field for the first few weeks, that's different than investing a first-round pick there. So you might feel a little bit more comfortable there. He'll be a little bit more of a technician type of receiver, a little Michael Thomas-esque in terms of that Mm -hmm. element of his game, but a little bit more slender, a little bit quicker. And so he would give you some of the additional, you know, long-speed ability. Although he doesn't have the same type of speed that Jameson Williams, Chris Olave, Garrett Wilson has, he still has enough to be able to stack a receiver and his uh, technical ability as a route runner is something that ends up opening that up for him as well. It's kind of that Jerry Judy type, uh, the former Alabama wide receiver. Sure. What about the offensive tackle position? Um, a lot of people, again, have, have Trevor Penning maybe going to, uh, to, to the Saints. Uh, but if let's say they're there at 16, maybe, again, they, they package a pick and move up a bit if they have to. Uh, mm-hmm. what's, what's the player you're looking at? Is, is, is it a Charles Cross? Uh, who, who, who would be the, the, the best fit for this team at offensive tackle? Yeah, I think Trevor Penning is out of, out of uh, uh, northern Iowa is probably the most accessible, right? He's the one that's going to be most available, very likely, at that spot. But Charles Cross would be, to me, the best fit. He's just a phenomenal, probably one of the best, if not the best, pass blocker in this league and you have a guy like Alvin Kamara who's able to create on his own. And so, you know, if you sacrifice a little bit in the run game, you're able to pick up, you know, you, you're able to do that if you're able to pick up a little bit more in the passing game and you're okay with that. And so look, I, I think, you know, the Mike Leach offenses, the air raid offenses, it's really hard to, to, for those to sort of project how those offensive tackles will translate to the NFL. But I think Charles Cross and his just raw ability, his raw traits, and a lot of times that's what these NFL teams will look for, not necessarily just focusing on the system that they played in or how they, you know, the results. It was how did they get there, right? What, what was the technical ability that got them there? What do their traits look like? What does that skill set look like? What does that tool set look like? And Charles Cross has a really, really, really impressive skill set and has really, really impressive traits, let alone he, you know, kind of checks all the boxes in terms of what it is that the Saints look for in terms of agility, what it is they look for in terms of size, and what it is they look for in terms of speed as well. I think Charles Cross checks all of those boxes as well. Safety is an interesting position in the draft because it doesn't seem like 
there's a lot of guys that could be first-day starters for you. Would you concur with that? And if they went with safety and maybe in the, the, the second round, who would you look at to possibly being available that maybe they could come in and play for them? Yeah, it's funny. There's maybe two or three of those safeties, and that's it. That could, you know, be in, you know, be those day one starters. And, and I say that, let me give the relative comparison to that. You look back to the six safeties that were drafted in a mm-hmm. 2017 second round, which included Marcus May, Marcus Williams, Justin Evans, mm-hmm. who are all now presently New Orleans Saints, as well as some other very talented. <laughs> and that's, that's pretty wild. Class as well. Yeah, isn't that great? There's six safeties taken in that first mm-hmm. round, in that second round. Three of them either have or are now New Orleans Saints. So they really like that safety class, obviously. And so I think that, you know, you look at all the starters that came from that class, including, of course, Jamal Adams, who was in the first round Mm -hmm. of that draft before the Jets circled back around and took Marcus May again in the second round. So you see the number of starters that came out of that class. This class, a little bit different, right? And so you have a lot of rotational safeties that can be, you know, that can surprise you, like Marquise Bell out of um, Florida A&M, you know, one of the HBCU players, FAMU, phenomenal athlete, um, a really, really raw prospect, though, and that, that goes for a lot of the safeties. But in this class, you've got Kyle Hamilton, you've got Daxton Hill, and mm-hmm. then the guy that I like for the Saints in the second round that I think fits the mold of the versatile secondary player is Jaquan Brisker out of Penn State. Now, okay. safety, as we know, is a position that is considered a low-impact position. They're the furthest defenders away from the line of scrimmage. They are te- you know, Teams tend to not invest highly in those safeties. Mm-hmm. And it seems that what teams like in those safeties changes every few years, right? The, sometimes it's the ball hawking safeties that go higher. Sometimes it's the box safeties that go higher, like what we saw in that 2017 draft class, with Jamal Adams being the first safety off the board. So I think that in this year's class, the fit for me for New Orleans is going to be who brings a little bit of both, who's able to do kind of both those things. So you've got two that are right there. And those guys are, for me, Jaquan Brisker, as well as um, uh, Charles, uh, excuse me, Nick Cross out of, uh, out of Maryland. Maryland. And so, right. mm-hmm. and so I like both of those guys because they're guys that you can line up as single high safeties, but they're also guys that can play really well in the box. Jaquan mm-hmm. Brisker is really long, really fantastic tackling radius. He scrapes really well in the run game, being able to move laterally to be able to make plays on the opposite side of the field. Always keeps his head up when he's making tackles. Not very reckless in terms of his tackling. Nick Cross can be a little bit more reckless. And so I think that those two be a little bit of the best fit for me, if not right in the second round. In the first round, if Kyle Hamilton falls it falls all the way down to 16, it's hard to pass up on that talent. I know people are going to you know, feel a little bit weird about his 40 time, but watch the tape. right? You see right. the traits. You see what it is that he's able to do. He's the best player in this draft. And so that would be the only other position I would see them going for a safety. Other than that, I think you're right. I think it's a second round. Maybe you move up to make sure you get the guy mm-hmm. that you get, you know, that you want. But other than that, I think they're they're good to, you know, sit and wait on that position. Tight end's kind of a weird one because you got Troutman, who, again, maybe didn't play well last year, but he came from a small school. Look, they were not, I mentioned this earlier. There were no offseason workouts the last two years. That hurts young players, especially coming from smaller mm-hmm. schools. So he's been in the system now for a couple seasons. Maybe, again, this is a breakout year for him. You've moved Taysom Hill to the F tight end now. You know he's going to get a lot of playing time then. You bring in Holtz maybe as a camp body. Jawan Johnson showed some, some flashes. And Vanette, again, just was injury prone last year. But maybe, again, a guy that might be able to come in and, and, and stabilize, especially as that blocking tight end. Mm-hmm. When you look at the tight end position, is that a position you think that they will address in the draft? And, and if they do, uh, maybe some of the prospects that, that might be on their board. 
Yeah, I, I think that there are a few, but I think it's a position that you don't necessarily rush to. Remember, the Saints traded their entire day three to move up and get Adam Troutman just a few years ago with the uh, with the Minnesota Vikings. And so, you know, I think it, you wait to see exactly how Adam Troutman pans out. You have him as your kind of true wide tight end. He'll be in line blocking, you know, maybe um, a couple of chip and go type routes, things like that. Maybe you'll look to stretch the stretch the seams with him a little bit. But then you have Taysom Hill, who's going to focus in, as you mentioned, on the F-move tight end, you know, spots where he's going to be able to be moved around a little bit. He's also a very good blocker. They can move him back to fullback. They can use him a ton of different ways. And so I think that that works really well for them. And then, as you mentioned, Nick Vanette gives you sort of the veteran leadership presence. And Juwan Johnson, I mean, let's just say that for the first year that he transitioned to the mm-hmm. tight end position you saw a lot of flashes from him so i think that that room is one that will probably unlike last year where it underperformed expectations that room could probably overperform expectations or outperform expectations here in 2022 but i think that if you're in the right place you know they the Saints select again at 98 and they turn around and they have pick 120 as well in the uh, in the fifth if there's a tight end that you really like there then that might be a place to invest i look at a guy like um charlie collar who is you know Six foot six, uh, you know, 240 some odd pounds, running a, you know, in in the four 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 five area. So he's somebody that can stretch the right. field for you. Somebody that can stretch, you know, attack the seams for you, um, and is a pretty good blocker too. And he's coming from a really good program uh, in terms of Iowa State, the Cyclones mm-hmm. there, and you know, being able right. to bring some some additional stuff there. So he checks a lot of those agility boxes and everything as well. Uh, Jelani Woods is another one, six foot seven, six foot six, big body guy. He needs to polish up route running a little bit, but you can work on that when you get him into the building. He doesn't have to be perfect right now. And so I think that he would be another one to watch out for. But one of my favorites and probably my tight end two this year, right behind Greg Dolchich of uh, UCLA is Jeremy Ruckert, um, who's coming in from Ohio State. His draft stock has taken a little bit of a fall. He's had some injuries, hasn't been able to participate in a lot of the you know, off-season draft process, combine pro days, things like that. So he's dropped a little bit, but his ability as a blocker in split zone action, he's a good field stretcher, or excuse me, um, seam attacker. He's one of those really good hands guys that's you know, going to be a chain mover for you. So I like him as one of those guys that can come in and do a little bit of the gritty, dirty work right away. You don't really expect, kind of like safety, tight ends to have you know, be a high-impact position as a rookie. But, hey, if you're able to get one in that's able to kind of, like, be a part of this room and grow a little bit as this room continues to grow of a lot of young tight ends, then you may right. as well add there if you can find the guy with the right tools. Running back's interesting because, again, you've got Mark Ingram, who, uh, again, that, look, in his career played well, but he's just getting a little bit uh, up in age. Uh, obviously, Malvin Kamara with the, the, the off-the-field off issues, uh, mm-hmm. the possibility of him being um, – uh, suspended. I mean, when you look at, at, at last year again, trying to bring in Tony Jones uh, again, uh, it really didn't really work out. Uh, they got Josh Adams on, on on the roster as well. How critical is it to get a running back in this particular draft? And, and how deep is the running back crop that seems that each and every year gets pushed down further and further in in, in terms of again draft grades? Yeah, absolutely. Look, I, I think it's a position that's an important one to address. And I'm surprised that they actually haven't done much in terms of free agency there. Me too. There were some, you know, 
pretty easy, you know, I don't want to say easy free agency targets. That's, that's kind of insulting to the players. But, you know, some, some targets out there that weren't really getting a lot of attention. You know, we just saw Melvin Gordon sign just last week. And so, mm-hmm. you know, I, I feel like there was an opportunity there. So maybe the Saints are kind of waiting to see exactly how um, the draft falls for them, maybe even how uh, Alvin Kamara's legal situation pans out. I mean, every year they've brought in two or three different running backs when it comes to training camp to just get a look at them, right? Mike, um, you know, Gillisley they brought in a few years ago. Mm-hmm. They brought in, you know, a few others, to all, and they always have kind of stacked that room and gotten a look at it, as many in that position, much like linebacker, as they can. So maybe they'll go for the late free agency route. I think that it's more important that they in, that they address it at some point in the offseason just to have that additional uh, player there, specifically in case you lose uh, Alvin Kamara for any amount of time. But I think what's most important is finding a player that's the right fit. That's going to be the biggest piece. And so this year in the draft, there are a few of those guys. One of my favorites is Damian Pierce, the running back out okay. of Florida. Big-bodied guy who can be a really good blocker for you, but then can do a little bit of everything as well. So he's kind of one that would – maybe be a little bit more of a Mark Ingram type who, you know, dealt with some injuries mm-hmm. last year and things like that. And he's another one of those kind of aging veterans that's on the roster, but is incredibly important sure. to your team and your team's culture. And so I think he'd be a great mentor for some of these young guys that you can bring in. Maybe another Alabama prospect like Brian Robinson, who again does a little bit of everything. But I also really like the Quandre White, uh, White, who was coming out of South Carolina. He's about six foot, 5'11", 215 pounds, really, really solid blocker, can catch out of the backfield and can run routes, not just from mm-hmm. out of the backfield, but also you can split, put him out in the slot and you can split him out wide. So he just becomes another one of those movable pieces, another one of those offensive weapons that would be a really great piece for Pete Carmichael and his, you know, uh, his moving into that play-calling role full-time and would give you somebody that can stand in and be able to run those routes that you send Alvin Kamara out on and you split him out wide for and still be a receiving threat that can take one of those linebackers out of the box. But then you would also be able to still mix him in when Alvin Kamara is able to get out on the field, or even if Alvin Kamara somehow doesn't, you know, doesn't end up suspended. Right. He's another piece that would be a really effective one over on the offensive side. And just to quickly speak on Tony Jones, it's sure. funny. He, his first game uh, up against the Green Bay Packers, he actually performed really, really well in that game. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, you know, Eric McCoy goes out, and then a few weeks later, uh, 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 Teron Armstead goes out, and then all of the injuries start setting in on the offensive line. But even with the offensive line injuries, it still felt a little bit like Tony Jones was maybe just a little bit behind where the Saints expected him to be, even even with the offensive line injuries. And so he would be somebody that would be really interesting, and I'll be excited to watch when we're there for camp. And then to see if maybe he takes that next step forward, because he might also be able to, you know, see some of that competition come in, whether it's late veteran ads or rookie, and then maybe take a step forward, which I think the Saints would really love to see. Right. I do want to ask you before I let you go. Uh, last week, the Kansas City Star reported uh, that um, uh, Tyron Matthew uh, mm-hmm. would have been willing to be able to sign uh, with the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, three years, $31.5 million deal, uh, $20 million guaranteed. Came out to about $10.3 million a year uh, when, you, when you really look at, 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 the, uh, at, at the contract. Uh, mm-hmm. And, you know, he seemed, he seemed heartbroken because, uh, the, they, you know, they really didn't even give him a chance to really kind of match what they did with Justin Reed, who they brought in. Um, mm-hmm. He met with the Saints. Now, I don't know if that was a, a contract that was bantered back and forth. That doesn't seem to be a lot of money for a guy like Teron Matthew. 
uh, a veteran safety to come into New Orleans. 10.3 over three years, $31 million, $20 million guaranteed. Uh, I'm, the, the, everything's quiet on airline drive right now, and I, I, I expect it to be that way through the draft. Uh, but what are the chances of, of, of maybe picking up a guy like Matthew for a contract like this? Do you think that, that maybe that contract was for the Kansas City Chiefs only? Yeah, no, I think that, you know, I, here's the tricky thing for, for Tyron Matthew is that now he said that publicly, right? He said, I would be willing to take that contract. And yes, he's saying he would be willing to take that contract to stay with a team that he was a part of and that he won a Super Bowl with. And so certainly there's some context to be had there. But the tricky part is that he's now said that he would take that contract. And for the New Orleans thing, too, according to our friends over, over the cap, say that he, they've got about $19 million in salary cap space. In the first year of Justin Reed's $10.5 million per year contract, only carries a cap hit of $4.5 million. So the New Orleans Saints could potentially, or easily actually, structure a, sure. virtually the same deal, mm-hmm. uh, maybe even a little bit more money <laughs> on top of it, and still be able to do what they want to do, which is start to roll some money into future years. And so I, I think that signing a guy like Teron Matthew, first of all, uh, covers big time you know, that potential need, or, or not potential, that need, that very much that yes. need. Mm-hmm. Um, at the safety position now that you've lost Malcolm Jenkins and then, you know, he's gone off on his retirement and sure to do great things post-career. And so I, I think that it would be a smart move. It would certainly be one that I, I think that they're, I would, I would be surprised if they just plain weren't interested, right? Like that doesn't seem to be the case, mm-hmm. but I do think Teron Matthew's smart and he's waiting and he's waiting to see, because remember 2017, as we talk about that draft class, which also had two yes. first round picks, as you mentioned earlier, mm-hmm. um, right before the draft, they signed Adrian Peterson. Yes. And then what did they do in the draft? They effectively replaced Adrian Peterson by drafting Alvin Kamara, who mm-hmm. you know took off in one offensive rookie of the year, and then that led to Adrian Peterson being traded by what week four, I believe, to the Arizona right. Cardinals. Right. And so Teron Matthew is protecting himself, I think, against that. Right. I'm not going to sign with a team, and then watch them end up replacing me. Especially not going to sign with a team under my market, and then watch them end up replacing me in the draft. Great point. And so I think it's a smart move by him to wait. So I don't think mm-hmm. that it's a lack of team interest that's not leading there yet. I think that it's Tyron Matthew and his team being smart and making sure that there's a place for him where he's on. Yep, no doubt. Ross, always a pleasure to have you on the program. Just a plethora of information as always. Tell the folks about your fantastic podcast and, of course, what you're doing now with Saints Wire and how folks can follow you on social media. Absolutely. Hey, always a pleasure to be here. I appreciate you, as always, for having me on. I always look forward to uh, start chats in our conversation. Uh, for more, you can always follow me on Twitter at Ross Jackson Nola, N-O-L-A. And, of course, you can check out the Locked on Saints podcast wherever you get podcasts, as well as on YouTube. Every Monday through Friday, brand-new episodes release my top 25 players list today, which included my top five quarterbacks as well. And then uh, we're going to go through kind of top five players to look, top 25 players to look at in day two tomorrow. So Jaquan Brisket will definitely be one of the guys we'll be talking about there, as well as some other safety and wide receiver prospects. And, uh, you know, all the writing is over at Saints Wire, which you can find at saintswire.usatoday.com. Uh, and I just want to shout out uh, Maddie Hudak, who did a phenomenal uh, article about the fit that the Saints look for at safety. A ton of information in that piece over at Saints Wire. Uh, really, really phenomenal read. She does a great job as well, no doubt about it. Thanks for your time, my friend. We'll check in with you soon. Have a great Easter. Hey, absolutely. Right back at you. Have a good one. Thank you. That's, uh, again, Ross Jackson, Locked on Saints podcast and also Saints Wire. Hey, don't forget about Southern Tire. Hickory and Airline in Metairie, owned by the Piazza family since 1972. Uh, you're talking about tires. Well, I'm talking about, again, the largest selection of tires in the metropolitan area. Uh, again, something for everyone's budget. So, again, you're not, you're not, you're not going to be – 
they're not going to try to hard sell you into buying something you can't afford because, again, there's such a large selection of tires over, over at Southern Tire. And now you're talking wheels and tires up to 30 inches. Financing is available. Again, so don't have to pay. You can pay that over time. You got rims that are damaged or maybe you're looking for a new set of rims. Uh, my friends at Southern Tire can repair those rims good as new. Again, they got the latest in, in, in styles when it comes to rims, uh, something that, again, uh, that, uh, that you may be interested in. If, you, if again, you're trying to, to trick, that out, trick out that vehicle, go to Southern Tire, man. They got it all. And then, of course, it comes to keeping that vehicle on the road. If your vehicle's out of warranty and you're looking for a, a mechanic shop you can trust, ASC certified technician, same as the dealership. The diagnostic equipment, same as the dealership. And like I said before, I'll go as far as to say they have more diagnostic equipment, modern diagnostic equipment, than maybe the dealership has. So, again, they've made an investment at Southern Tire. Owned by the Piazza family since 1972, it's Southern Tire Hickory Airline in Metairie. Uh, open Monday through Friday from 8 to 6, Saturday from 8 to 3, 504-737-1558. Or you go to southerntire.com, check out all the service they provide for their customers, including that diagnostic page, which helps you troubleshoot what's wrong with your vehicle. Again, you don't stick around in this town since 1972 unless you're treating your customers right. The Piazza family have owned Southern Tire since 1972, Hickory and Airline in Metairie. We'll be right back. 1061 Nash Icon wants you to imagine scoring 25K. Yes, yes, yes. Wow, no way. Oh, my God, that is so awesome. What would you do with that money? Listen at the top of every hour between 8 a.m. and 5 p.m. for our national text keywords. For your shot at 100 bucks, you win $100, you're instantly qualified for 25K. It's the 25K payday, all from the New Orleans country giant. 1061 Nash Icon. This report is sponsored by Napa Auto Parts. At Napa, when it comes to serving you, their motor never quits. From curbside and next day delivery on over 160,000 auto parts to getting involved with the local communities. That's Napa Know How. Look out for delays that are solid if you're traveling eastbound along the West Bank Expressway, the Crescent City Connection, and the Pontchartrain Expressway with delays stretching from Stumpf Boulevard to the Claiborne Earhart exit. Look out for delays on the westbound side along the Pontchartrain Expressway from the Claiborne Earhart exit to the Chapatula South Peters exit. Also, delays are solid if you're traveling westbound along the West Bank Expressway right at Manhattan Boulevard and delays pick back up from just past Ames Boulevard to Avondale. Delays, delays are solid on 10 eastbound from Williams to Power and delays pick back up on 10 eastbound from just past City Park to the high rise. 10 westbound, your delays are steady from St. Bernard to Canal and delays pick back up 10 westbound from just past Bonneville to Clearview. On the 610 on the westbound side, delays are steady from Canal Boulevard to the 10610 merge and on the eastbound side from Elysian Fields to the 10610 merge. I'm at Robinson broadcasting from the Attorney Mike Brandner Traffic Center. Traffic is brought to you by DA Exterminating. Proud to be locally owned and serving over 60 years. DA Exterminating is proud to be locally owned and serving Louisiana's Gulf South for over 60 years. If you want a fast response and great service, call DA now on the North Shore and in Metairie, or you can visit us online at daexterminating.com. On the East Bank and West Bank, from the lake to the Gulf, the men and women of the Jefferson Parish Sheriff's Office keep our parish safe. Some are on the beat, others behind the scenes, ensuring the safety of our community. JPSO is now looking for correctional officers and 911 dispatchers. Your community's calling. 
Answer the call. Visit JPSOjobs.com for the complete benefits package and salary. Bienvenue on Hickory, 467 Hickory Avenue. Open seven days a week, offering a creative menu of all your New Orleans favorites. Fresh Louisiana seafood, great sandwiches, soups, salads, daily specials, and a Sunday brunch. Contemporary Creole cuisine, great southern dishes. Check out our menu online at bienvenueharahan.com. Dine indoors or outdoors? Place your order or inquire about catering at 504-305-4792. That's Bienvenue on Hickory, 467 Hickory Avenue in Harahan. Sportsbeat is the place to watch your favorite team. Come check out all the games, including the NBA, college basketball, and baseball on 20 TVs. Open seven days, 11 a.m. to 2 a.m. Happy hour, 11 a.m. to 6 p.m. Great menu featuring steak night, Wednesday, 6 p.m. till $10 choice filet. Friday nights, hot ball crawfish, 6 p.m. till. Private room available. Sportsbeat is located at 3330 Ridge Lake at 16th Street behind Wendy's on Causeway. Sportsbeat Pub and Cafe, home of fantastic cocktails, large beer selections, delicious food, friendly staff sports, and hot ball crawfish. Are you ready for the stifling New Orleans heat this year? Take it from me, Eric Asher. When it comes to getting my AC ready each and every year, there's no one I trust more than my friends at Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Eating. With 30 years in the business, they really know what they're doing, and they can work on any AC system on the market. Burkhardt gets your system running right. They can find and fix the problems before you really need that AC this year. Schedule your tune-up now with Burkhardt at acpromise.com. acpromise.com, and tell them Eric sent you. Oceana Grill, bourbon at Conti in the French Quarter. Voted top 10 U.S. restaurant for everyday dining by TripAdvisor. Open seven days a week, home in New Orleans' best breakfast. There's something for everyone on our menu. Serving Cajun Creole dishes that will delight for lunch and dinner. Fantastic cocktails that will amaze. Come dine in our authentic French Quarter courtyard. We have five private rooms that can accommodate from 10 to 120 guests for dining or your next event. Oceana Grill is family-friendly, but perfect for an incredible dining experience with friends or that special someone. Order online for delivery at Oceanagrill.com. Oceana Grill is the best time off Bourbon Street. And now, a no-frills ad sponsored by Progressive Insurance. Here it is. You can save big when you bundle your home and auto with Progressive. That's it. See? Just a good old-fashioned, straightforward ad. See if you can save at 1-800-PROGRESSIVE or Progressive.com. Don't forget about Burkhart Air Conditioning and Heating. If you're in the market for a new air conditioning system, ask about their 25% energy reduction guarantee. Of course, the financing available for your system as well. Uh, Burkhardt, again, uh, will come in, sit down with you, do a consultation, find out what you're looking for in terms of a new air conditioning and heating system for your home or your business, uh, give you some options. Again, authorize to sell some of the top brands in the industry. And then, of course, the service after the sale is impeccable. Authorize to service all brands, 15 trucks in the field, Nate certified technicians, only doing the work that's necessary. And, of course, when it comes to installing your new system, Burkhardt, uh, second to none, acpromise.com. That's acpromise.com. I want to thank Ross Jackson for joining us in the program. Always great information with Ross. But this is a big week for the Pelicans, man. Huge week when you talk about growth of this of this franchise of this team. Uh, there's no doubt it was like 500 tickets were uh, this morning and they were available for the uh, game. Uh, it's it's sold out. Okay, and look, let's face it, fans in this town when it comes to basketball, uh, they're starved for a winner. Okay, to to be relevant in the NBA. And the vibe when you start talking about the Pelicans right now is, is again, that they're right there. They're, they're, they're ready to make that move. Look, it, it's a play-in tournament, right? We talked about it over the last couple of weeks, and maybe there's a lot of places that, again, are not going to be excited about, again, getting their team in the playoffs in a play-in tournament. But, again, that's not New Orleans because we haven't had the success here when it comes to the basketball team. 
So, again, no matter what happens, so again, whether they're one and done, whether they're two and done, whether they get to the playoffs with a series for the, with the Phoenix Suns, uh, it, it's about taking the next step for this group, okay? This group of players, the franchise, um, that, that has been in a, in really in a constant state of rebuilding here in New Orleans. I mean, it just seems like every time you turn around, this team is, is in the, you know, drafting high, trying to, you know, maybe get in the first round or first overall pick, and then it's a rebuild, 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 rebuild. One of the things that David Griffin talked about when he came to New Orleans, something that we, again, experienced during the Peyton era here in, with the Saints, sustained winning. It's what the fans are looking for. It's what this team is striving for. And to me, the next step is, is in the Smoothie King Center on, on tomorrow night, 8.30 versus the Spurs. Now, look, the Spurs are a young team, right? But there's a culture of winning that's been passed down since Duncan and the Admiral uh, the, the, for those that are suiting up for, uh, for, for Pop, for Popovich. And then there's Popovich, right? I mean, he's the dean of NBA coaches. He's seen it all. He knows every trick in the book, how to motivate a team, influence officials. I mean, we've seen it firsthand here in New Orleans for years now, being in the same division with them. So the Spurs, again, when you start talking about the, the, the Pels, long-time nemesis. I mean, every time you turn around, you're trying to make that next step in terms of the organization. The Spurs are standing in front of you. Um, now, this has been as long as the team has been domiciled in New Orleans, right? you got a franchise, that, again, that, that, that when you look at the organization, they've tried to emulate that organization in the past, you know, bringing Amani Williams in, who was an ex-coach there. But, again, for the most part, when you look at the series between the Spurs and the Pels, they've been dominated by the Spurs. This is a Spurs team that took three of four from the Pels this year, okay? Three of four. Yeah, they blew them out in that one game. Uh, but, yes, they took three of four. Here's the good news. Brandon Ingram was going to be back. And that's going to mean a lot, okay, for this team, again, having him back on the floor. Uh, the hope was that they'd be all hands on deck. But that got shot down today by Willie Green. Uh, saying that Zion's not going to be available. And, and I'm going to say this right now. What a missed opportunity, okay? Think about, again, the Smoothie King Center, okay, going absolutely bananas, okay, in this game tomorrow night uh, because of the stakes, right, the stakes of the game. But then having Zion in uniform for the first time this season, even in the limited minutes, even in limited minutes, you know, just the energy that, that, that again, that would be there for the fan base when he checked in would be phenomenal. And then there's an unknown. Okay, uh, there's an unknown for Pop and the Spurs. You know, how are the Pels going to use him? Um, you know, I mean, they, they know how they used him last year. He's another weapon if things bog down for the Pelicans, okay? Because you know, again, one thing that Popovich is going to do defensively, he's going to try to take away the strength of this team, which means he's going to try to take away C.J. McCollum and Brandon Ingram. Okay, that's going to be the focus of the Spurs strategy. But, again, it's not to be. So you got to roll with the players that you got, roll with the team that took you to the dance. Which means that, again, the Pels players, with the exception of CJ, Nance, Snell, Temple, they've never been to postseason. Think about that for a second. When you look at this team and you go down the roster, you got, you got CJ McCollum, Nance, Snell, and Temple. They're the only players that have ever been in NBA postseason play. Again, now. The first thing they're going to have to do is, is get over a case of nerves, okay, because they've never had this opportunity before. Take care of the basketball. That's going to be another thing. You know, the, the, the Spurs have uh, traditionally feasted on teams' mistakes. And then, again, the Pels have to do their end. When, when, when are the Pels at their best? 
when the defensive intensity is there, when they're smothering the basketball for 48 minutes. That's the way there's got to be. Playoff basketball intensity is ramped up, and again, we're only, you're looking at, again, a, a team that only has four players that have ever experienced that. It's big. It's huge. Okay? Offensively, they've got to share the basketball. Okay, let the smothering defense create bad, easy baskets. That's when the Pels are at their best, when the ball is moving, when the ball gets into the paint. And then, of course, again, they're turning that strong defense into easy offense. Look, it's also the first postseason game for Willie Green, right? He's been there he's, as a head coach. Uh, he's been good, very good at identifying his mistakes and, and not making them twice. But the next two games are going to go home. So mistakes and learning on the job. For both Green and the Pelican players that, again, have never been in this position before, it's not an option. More importantly, as they get into this now, the moment can't be too big for them. If they're to advance and play the Suns in the best of seven series, again, they, they cannot be too big for them. But at this point, let's face it, they start off 1-12, went 3-16. and 16. They finished 10 games under 500 with all the adversity they've had and then not having Zion for the full season. The Pelicans are, are a remarkable story of, of resilience. But I've got to be honest with you, nobody cares outside of New Orleans. To the rest of the league, the Pels are an inexperienced sub-500 team trying to take the next step as a franchise that has been beaten more often than not. It's a huge week in the maturation process of this Pelicans team and this franchise as a whole. And hopefully, again, they'll be, they'll be up to the challenge tomorrow night and also in the next game against, against whether the Clippers or the Timberwolves and have a chance to get into that uh, seven-game series against the Suns, no matter how it plays out. Plays out. Because the experience is only going to be good for, these, for this team that only has four players that have ever, ever experienced postseason basketball. Hoping for the best, wishing for the best. Hoping the Pels bring that defensive intensity that's going to help them with that offense. But, man, you're going up against a juggernaut, a team that has had your number since you guys got in the division. That's the San Antonio Spurs. We'll see how it plays out. I know all of New Orleans is pulling for them, and, I, and, I, and all of New Orleans is psyched uh, that the Pels are in, in, in some form or fashion in the postseason. Hey, don't forget, Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating is there for you when you need them. Uh, again, whether again you're looking for a new air conditioning heating system, maybe you know, you're looking for that generator for your home, that APCO whole home treatment system, or you just need service. 15 trucks in the field, 30-minute courtesy call before they come to your home or your business, only doing the work that's necessary. You can always, again, have peace of mind in trusting Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating. Doing the job right the first time, never gouging you, never cheating you. Looking for a company you can trust, it's Burkhardt, acpromise.com, acpromise.com. We'll be right back after these messages to wrap it up here on 106.1 FM. Hi, Eric Ash with celebrity chef Scott Craig of Katie. Scott, you have to be excited about Katie's expanded second floor seating and private dining rooms. Yeah, but how about my vast local sports knowledge? You know sports, but shouldn't we be talking about your award-winning Sunday brunch? I'd rather talk about the Saints and the Pels. How about your award-winning pizza or daily specials? How about them Saints? I admit you have a great take on local sports, but what about Katie's award-winning menu? Okay, folks, I invite you to dine at Katie's. Eric and I don't have to brag about the food at Katie's. The food speaks for itself. Katie's open seven days a week in the heart of Mid-City at 3701 Opelie. 
market for a quality used car, come visit us at Southern Tire Auto Sales. We have a large selection of pre-owned cars, trucks, and SUVs for every taste and budget. Every pre-owned vehicle on the lot has been carefully inspected for safety and quality. At Southern Tire Auto Sales, we'll only sell you the best used vehicles and we'll never sell you something we wouldn't buy ourselves. Financing is available. Hickory and Airline and Mentory open Monday through Friday from 8 a.m. to 6 p.m. Saturday from 8 a.m. till 3 p.m. Give us a call now at 504-737-1558 to schedule an appointment or go to southerntire.com and check out all the services we provide to our customers. Contractors, tired of the runaround when you need an insurance quote? At Dave Mead Insurance, we are an independent insurance agency, so we make it easy to get that quote for your next job. We offer general liability, workman's comp, automobile and property insurance, and we will search over 50 insurance companies to get the right policy at the best price. Call, click, or come in for a quote today at 504-556-0809 or DaveMeatInsAgency.com. Hi, Eric Asher here with my good friend Mike Delahousie, the TikTok Cafe. What'd you say, Eric? Hey, Mike, you know what my prescription medication and the TikTok Cafe have in common? What's that? Friend? They cause drowsiness, dizziness, nausea, cramps, diarrhea, blurred vision, muscle aches, gas, heartburn, upset stomach, constipation, weight changes, decreased sex drive, impudence, dry right, mouth, ringing finished? in the ears, depression. Oh, yeah, and suicidal thoughts. It's the TikTok Cafe. Causeway I 10 in Metairie. This is Eric Asher. Have you noticed that it's more and more common these days that products are hard to find or even sold out? Well, I'm here to tell you that air conditioning equipment doesn't have to be one of those things. The folks at Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating take your comfort seriously. That means they keep the product on hand so when your AC breaks, they got a replacement ready. So never wait. Never worry. When you need help, trust Burkhardt. Visit acpromise.com. That's acpromise.com. And tell them Eric sent you. Let's be real. Mopping is a hassle. You have to fill the bucket. Pushing a wet, heavy mop around. Then cleaning the mop when you're done so it doesn't grow bacteria. A hassle on top of a hassle. Try Swiffer WetJet. With Swiffer WetJet, you start with a fresh pad and cleaning solution every time. And when you're done, you just toss the pad. Swiffer WetJet, the faster, easier, cleaner way to clean your floors. How do you make the most of your land? If you ask the Wrens, who run with us on a John Deere mower, they tell you... I mow first, then I do all the trimming. But the Hubbards, who work behind the wheel of a John Deere compact tractor, would say... If it's something you want, just go after it and try it. Then there's the Mosers, who may mention from the seat of their John Deere Gator UTV... You can't be all working on play. There are millions of ways to make the most of your land. Learn how to make the most of yours at Deere.com. Nothing runs like a deer. Searching for the absolute perfect engagement ring? Fisher & Sons Jewelers will make your search an easy one. More than ever in today's world, this purchase will be a special one. Fisher & Sons Jewelers will design and create the ring that will always be her heart link to you and to a future of love. Start your future with Fisher & Sons Jewelers, where the unusual is commonplace. Fisher & Sons Jewelers in Metairie. All right, welcome back. I want to thank Ross Jackson for joining us on the program, Locked on Saints Podcast, Saints Wire. Also, Glenn Gilbo of Outkick.com. The podcast will be up about 20 minutes after the program ends. And, of course, you can go back and check out previous shows as well on the Anchor app and uh, on your favorite podcasting platform. Uh, don't forget, Ken Trahan joins me on the award-winning Inside of All in Sports on Thursday. Looking forward to having him. 
want to thank Rudy back at Studio Producing. want to thank you guys for tuning into the show. Thanks so much. Also, whether you're listening on the podcast, whether you're listening on, on digital platforms, World Wide Web, or here on the airwaves at 106.1 FM, certainly appreciate it. Also, thanks so much for, again, supporting our sponsors, sponsors sponsor our program, and thanks to the sponsors supporting our, our show. Go to ericasher.com for a slash of the sponsor, sponsor our program. Click on the icon of that sponsor. Take you right to the website. Everything you need to know about the sponsors right there. Again, thanks for the support of, both, of all of our sponsors. Coming up next is Tulane UNO, UNO Baseball, uh, the Pelican Cup. Again, that's 6.15 pregame, 6.30 first pitch. Keep it right here on 106.1 uh, FM for, again, UNO Baseball. My name is Eric Asher. Have a wonderful evening. See you tomorrow, straight up 4 o'clock. From the dog catch to the gubdom, they all got to go. Six one Nash Icon WRKN FM Picayune New Orleans.